Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new, all-queued up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is my Doc Fisher. How's your week been? It's been a tumultuous, crazy week, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you told me a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's not anything with me, but with, you know, I two two very close friends are going through a lot and i've been pillar of support um and you know misty and i have been uh just being there for a friend and everything and it's been you know it's 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 been i don't want to say stressful because you know it's not stressful in that regard um, just, I hate to see any of my friends going through shit and really suffering and everything. Um, and you know, there's not much you can do other than just be there. And, you know, my friends going through some stuff and, you know, they having a hard time. So just being there for them and doing what I can. And, you know, then, of course, reviewing everything. You know, we had a lot to review this week, or a lot to watch content-wise, anyway. So, it's funny. It's like it's eight hours, but it's also eight hours of like eight hours that you gotta really pay attention. Not not just that. It's because <clears throat> it's eight hours in, in in a week, so you could have watched every episode before leading up to to today, and only two of the days you probably would have had to watch two. But it's also like, where do I find that time? Yeah, of all yeah. The shit we got going on, so yeah, yeah, and and that was essentially, you know, what I was dealing with. You know, Friday, Saturday, you know, Sunday's football day. It just is. <laughs> but you know, Monday, yesterday, it's just like, oh shit, you know. So last night, <clears throat> I was so tired. We didn't even get to play D&D last night like we normally do. We played our Monday session, which was good, but we didn't get to play our Tuesday session, which I felt horrible about because I was just so exhausted. I fell asleep before 8 o'clock last night, and then I woke up at 2.30 this morning. Misty and I both did, so we finished 1899 this morning from like 3 to... We had four episodes to watch, so from 3 to 7, we watched 1899, then I watched Andor. Uh and then I was like, okay, I need another nap. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, it's it's been a tumultuous week, but it's not been a stressful week for me. It's just, you know, there's been times when I've been down and I've had to reach out to people and people have been there for me. And, you know, I'm appreciative of that. And if, I've ever, if I ever have in the ability in my ability to help somebody and be there for somebody, then I'm going to fucking do it. You know, and that's just, just what I've been up to this past week. You know, haven't, didn't get to paint any, um, but that's okay. Uh, as of recording tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Um, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? And also, happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners uh, for those that celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to hang out with my parents, and uh, I'm going to try to spatchcock a turkey for the first time, see how that works out for us. Mm. Uh, 
I watched a few videos on on how to do that. So, um, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll probably figure out like a movie to watch. I mean, I know that like like you know what we're gonna review next week, which we'll get to later. But I'm pretty sure my dad will want to watch the only one available at the moment because the other one doesn't come out until Friday. But um, but yeah, I, I the the only thing about Thanksgiving that I actually like is the the food aspect. Agreed. Though it is like there's a weird thing about me and watching the Macy's Day Parade. I used to. Now I don't give a fuck. I don't. It's just like I normally don't give a fuck. Watching that is the equivalent of watching the Oscars to me. But I still get sort of interested in the Oscars, if that makes a lick of sense. No, no, I understand. You know, you're interested to see what the fucking mucky mucks. Uh, have decided to award awards to you know what what was deemed worthy you're you're curious to see yeah you know that kind of thing but right and yeah it's uh so we we might watch a little bit of that i know dad's gonna want to watch the football game for sure oh yeah i'll be Um, watching football because there's uh, two or three games i'm not sure yeah, I'm just trying to, like, I really want to finish God of War Ragnarok. And I am I know that I'm closer to the ending than I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm probably three-fourths done with it. But, like, I swear to God, there's always something going on. Always something just kind of in my way. Like, I'm not saying that 18 or 1899 was in my way, but it was in my way for playing God of War. Um, oh, absolutely. So, you know, uh and then the week prior, it was uh, in my way. Or um, uh, the other show that we watched was in my way. So yeah, yeah. I want to. I, I yeah, and then like I don't know. I'm just I'm also kind of hanging out and talking to a friend because he's going through a tough time. You're you're roboting. Hanging out with him quite a bit. So I'm not gonna cool. I'm not gonna say to anybody like. I'll just put it this way. So if you haven't heard, my little brother, he wants to take my parents and I to Texas. I wasn't sure the status of this. I say this only in the context of uh, I say this only in the context that I, I like I said, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, he came over on my dad's birthday, which was last Thursday. And my parents asked him what was going on. He said, by the beginning of next year, he wants to start moving over there, which means that we'll probably be over there February, March. Cause he's going to have to, you know, figure out all that shit. Uh, you know, none of us are really like that excited about it or whatever but at the same time it's you know it's kind of like what am i going to do i really don't have a like i can protest this figure out a way for me to stay in california or whatever but that's not going to work out so yeah that's been on my mind for since last thursday uh so i'm just letting everyone know that like 
one of the things for me that's going to be happening in the next few months is that we might not review whole shows or if we do do another whole show I, we might make it you know two weeks away yeah because it's just there's so much going on it's hard for us to do classic um two reviews in a week of complete yeah, series like we used to do yeah because one was tough an eight episode series that's eight hours long was tough yeah so i'm telling you man um, i hate just want everyone to know that like I hate that you're not getting a choice in this. Um, Fuck. I'll put it this way. Living in Texas isn't necessarily the worst thing ever. Um, Yes, do their politics not align with mine? Absolutely. But what does that mean for me and my parents? It means that my parents and I will get to live in a place that we don't have to worry about. We're not going to have to worry about rent. We're not going to have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um, sure. Are we going to have to give my brother money for bills? Absolutely. But also at the same time, um, he understands that the move is going to be tough and that there's going to be a lot of, uh, situations involved with it. So, um, he's prepared for that. Um, the, the, the reason I say I don't have a choice is if, He's going to be making more money in Texas than he was here in California. He is aware that certain things cost more in Texas than they do here, like utilities cost more mm-hmm. in Texas than they do here. Yeah. We are going to be more moving to a location or the place that he's looking at, I should say, is about 30 minutes south of Fort Worth. And it's not super rural, but it's not, you know, in the city either. Yeah. Um, it like I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to kind of explain because I'm not I'm not stressed about it. I'm not worried about it. But at the same time, it's something that my parents and I don't necessarily want. And it's yeah. like we have we have two options to think about here. You know, we have two th- angles to to kind of look at here. We're struggling as it is. Yeah. And to have a place where we're not sounds awesome. It's just unfortunate that it's in a location that we don't really want. So. No, I understand that completely. But also, and- my life goes relatively unchanged. Like. I don't really go anywhere nowadays other than to work and I'm at home. My interactions with my friends and family other than my parents are all online or through the phone. None of that changes. Like, no, it's just like, you know, your best friends 40 minutes away from you and you go over there a couple of times a year. You usually spend holidays there. The last time, the last time I was at his house, yeah. Was um Super Bowl. No. Maybe. It might have been the Super Bowl, but I remember I remember the last time I was at his house was uh right after we saw uh Spider Man. Okay. So it was either Christmas or Super Bowl. Yeah. It's been that long. Yeah. Like 
I'm rarely over there nowadays, so I'm I'm not. You used to be over there a lot. That was what I'm saying. And now you're not going to have that option, and it sucks. You know, because who do you know within? Oh, we know one person in Texas, and they're in a different city. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, it's on, hard. On, to, it's it's I'm hard trying to, to look at it. I'm trying to look at it on the positive side. Yes, you guys aren't going to be struggling. Yes, hey, you're half a country closer to me, which means that it's going to be half as easy to get you out here to visit one day. <laughs> but you know, still, yeah. I forget. I forget. My camera's not on today. The reason, by the way, my camera's not on today is I've had a headache the past two days, and the light fucking hurts. So. I'm just uh Greg's in the darkness. I'm just yeah, I'm just not on my camera. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird feeling because I'm not I'm not stressed about it or sad about it or upset about it, but I'm definitely not excited. So it's it's that dichotomy. Yeah, I totally get it. Totally get it. But um other than that, like nothing nothing substantial has really been happening in my life uh you know work has been a pain in the ass my uh my 75 year old boss like doesn't get technology so just everything pisses him i watch him on on the daily fuck up on his computer and then blame the computer like it's always a user error he goes too quick he doesn't click right or something like that it fucks up and he has to start over and he's just like yes fucking system and i'm like you're you're fucking up you are fucking up and that shit's just, just like, it's super fucking annoying. So, yeah. Um, hopefully, I can start doing Uber here next next month. But then again, you know, on the other end, it's like, I mean, I, I think Uber's the best choice at this moment because if we are moving to Texas, like, I'm not going to be anchored here by a job. Yeah, yeah. And I can just continue doing Uber over there. But I don't know. I don't know the world. World fucking sucks anyway. Who cares? Um, that sounded very nihilistic, and I I understand that. Uh, anywho, why don't we go ahead and get to reviewing some cool stuff? How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we start, I have a question for you. Okay, I might have an answer. Did you stay to the after credits of Andor? I did. Okay, good, 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 good. I meant to ask that before we recorded, but I was like, I was like, oh, I just remembered. Anyway, we're gonna not even talk about that next, um, which is odd. Uh, we're gonna be talking about um, uh, nineteen or eighteen eighteen ninety nine. I almost forgot the name of it, but yeah, go ahead. You you got the floor now with the. Uh... Well, as uh, longtime listeners will be aware, back in episode seven, we reviewed one of the one of our absolute most favorite shows that we've come across on Netflix in dark, a German series that was created by Baron Bo Odar and his partner, uh, Jante freeze. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing their names. Uh, dark was phenomenal to this day. I still say it's the best show you can watch on Netflix. And that's what I recommend to people. If they say I can never find anything on Netflix to watch, uh, Greg and I are both we're like, what's dark? Um, this is their new show, 1899. It's a multilingual German epic period mystery science fiction series. 
Uh, it's set in 1899, of course, uh, just at the turn of a new century. And it follows a group of European migrants that are traveling from London on a steamship named Kerberos to start new lives in New York City. That sounds simple on the surface. But if you're familiar with Dark or any of other Biron Boudar's work, nothing is simple in this. Uh, and it's fascinating. Uh, I'm just going to say, I fucking love this. Yeah, I don't want to, because that's the thing about Dark, is that as you progressively watch it, more and more stuff gets unlocked. Kind of like a good mystery show. Um, mm-hmm. And the 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 longer that you watch it, the more you get to be like, well, what what's next? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And uh, uh, 1988 is no different. So, 1899. Um, I do that fucking daily. I try to fucking say 1899. Uh, 1980. <laughs> 1899. God damn it. And I always fuck it up. Anyway, uh, I recorded a small clip. Um, I'm going to play the clip, but I want you to know going into this, I am way the fuck off. All right. Like, painfully the fuck off. I recorded this after the first, like, the cold open of the first episode. Okay. So this is just for posterity. So this is just for posterity's sake. I'm starting at episode one. I just started it. Um, I already have a theory that we are dealing with alternate dimensions. And they're just slipping into one another. And so characters are like, don't exist in one. And so they're doing it. That's what I think. They're slipping into one each other. And yeah, so I just want to make sure that I have this on record that I figured it out in the first few minutes of the first episode. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't fucking figure it out at all. <laughs> so, for, you know, for clarity, because there was a little bit of loud background music there. Yeah, uh, I was I was trying to talk over the fucking uh, theme song, but it did clearly not working. So. Oh my god, I have always loved the song "White Rabbit" by Jefferson. Airplane. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I great. don't know why, but I've always loved it. This cover of it, oh my god, it's amazing. It's by yeah, uh, Elliot Sumner. Elliot Sumner is the name of the artist that covered it, and I've got to get that fucking song downloaded. Uh, but. Yeah, yeah. So it's not alternate dimensions, and it's not characters trying to warn each other across dimensional planes. Um, it is something wild, uh, way different, like and and far more creative than I thought. Yeah, very creative. Uh, here's the thing: um, the name of the ship, and I'm not going to. Uh, give away any spoilers here. Yeah, I'm trying to, I really don't want to, because if you watch this show, there's, <sighs> we'd be doing you a disservice if we, if we talked about the plot too much. Well, the name of the ship, ship Kerberos, that's another name for Cerberus, the three headed dog of the underworld. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. The hate, the hound of Hades. Um, huh. And, Kerberos in computers is a networking authentication protocol. And their logo is the three-headed dog. Ah, uh, uh, okay. But 
I just thought that was a fascinating little bit. I was like, there's something to that name, something about that name that I've heard. And I Googled it and I was like, okay. I was like, and I did this, you know, early on. And I was like, how's this going to come into play? Does it factor in any way? Is there any going to be any kind of similarities or allusions to this? And, you know, you can judge for yourself. Yeah. Um, I'll say this, like, like watching this show over the past, like past few days, the first few episodes, they don't super grab you. Like they do enough to be like, well, okay, I'll watch the next one. Like it was entertaining enough, and everyone did a great job. Act. The... Did you watch it dubbed in German or uh, not dubbed? Or did you watch it in its native language? Or did you watch it? Uh... I, I watched it in its native language. Okay, because okay, so so we did the exact same thing as uh, Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so you watched it dubbed? Yeah. It's mostly really well done dubbed. Um. And I say mostly because there's a few lines that I'm like, they could have re-recorded that. Yeah. Uh, for example, when one of the characters uh, gets crushed by a beam or something like that, and the other the other guy is like yelling through the dust his name. Yeah. There's a level of urgency that isn't there at first and then comes in. And like the first couple of times, it just sounded like he was he was calling for a friend who might have been across the room. I was like, um should probably redo that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. But um other than that it was it was it was good. Like so if you want to watch it dubbed uh go for it. It's 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 not bad. Yeah, because here's the thing, you're dealing with a lot of immigrants uh coming from not just Europe. Well, they're all leaving Europe, but you know, there are there's a Chinese uh mother and daughter uh, and they speak Cantonese. And that's the thing. These characters only speak their native language. You know, you're dealing with a lot of Germans, uh, a lot of Dutch, um, or uh, Danish uh, families. Uh, there's a Portuguese character. There's a Spanish character. Uh, I can I can assure you that having the everything dubbed does not take away from any of that. No, no, I'm not saying that it does. I'm just saying you're going to be reading a lot of subtitles uh, because there are so many um, uh, different uh, language-speaking characters. So there's already but, subtitles in the, in the native language version? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because the French characters, the Dutch characters, the Germans, you know, when they're speaking those, they have they translate it for you. Oh, yeah, okay, say. gotcha, gotcha. Because I have subtitles on anyway, so that's my brain went to that. <laughs> I yeah, like, I was like, yeah. uh-oh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's, I want to say it was like episode four. I was just like, I, I gotta, I gotta see the next episode. I have to, I have to see how this fucking ends. So, but prior to episode four, I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I'd like to know what's going on, but it wasn't, it wasn't urgent. But I felt that way about Dark too. Like, Dark grabbed me by its ministry by the end of the first episode. And then by, I think, fourth episode, maybe third episode, I was like, I'm hooked. I'm in. Let's see how this fucking finishes. So. Yeah. It's a slow burn. It is. And, you know, you are. And I hope this does as well as dark and as well received as dark or at least close to it enough to where 
it's greenlit for a second season, which I haven't even read to see if it has been or not. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't think this show needs a second season. I don't think it does, but I want it to. I just want them to have another show. Oh, they've, already, a second... got, they've already got another show lined up on Netflix called Till, T-Y-L-L. It's already in, uh, in the planning stages. Yeah, I'd rather have that than a sequel to, or a second season of the show, honestly. The thing I like about about what these guys are doing is that they tell a singular story. It ends with a lot of answers. You get a lot of answers, but there's still a little bit of mystery, and I like that. I really, really enjoy that. I don't want everything answered for me. Know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know I know what you mean, but dude, I'm I, I want more of this show. I really do. I want another season. I want to see what happens, you know, that final message that you see come across from this character to another character. I want to see where that goes. I'm like, oh, I've got to know. <laughs> I, I just... <clears throat> so let's run down some of the characters and talk about some of them uh, without going into spoilers. Uh, the main character is portrayed by Emily Beecham. She plays a character named uh, Mara Franklin. Uh, she's one of the first female doctors in the UK, and she's traveling along to America, and her focus is on the human brain uh, in her studies, uh, which comes heavily into play into things. And I would say the second main character is Ike Larson, uh, the ship's uh, captain, played by Andreas uh, Peachman. Pe Pe I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. But what was wonderful is he was uh, a character who played the elder Jonas on Dark. Yeah. I was wondering how many actors were on Dark and on this, but I, you know, I'm terrible with half of that shit. So. Apparently it was just him that I recognized. Let me look that up while you're talking about characters. Uh, then we have uh, Anurin Bernard as Daniel Solis, a mysterious man who boards the Kerberos. Uh, we have Miguel Bernardo as Angel, 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 a wealthy Spaniard traveling with uh, Ramiro, uh, portrayed by Jose Pimentel uh, as Father Ramiro, but he's you know, traveling with Angel. Uh, then we have Isabella Wei as Ling Yi, a mysterious young woman from Hong Kong who is posing as a Japanese geisha. And her mother is played by Gabby Wong. Uh, and her character's name is Yu Ji. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, Yan Gale as Jerome, a French stowaway. Um... Matilda Olivier, uh, Olivier. Matilda Olivier is Clemence, a young woman from the Paris elite, accompanied by her new husband Lucien, who is portrayed by Jonas Bloquet, uh, an upper-class Parisian and former lieutenant of the French Foreign Legion, freshly married to his wife Clemence. Uh, all these people have, you know, they have 
small but significant parts varying you know your main focus is on Moira and Ike the captain and you know later on Daniel um you know, and, you know, some of the Danish families. We have uh, Rosalie Craig portraying Virginia Wilson, a, a wealthy British socialite. And then we have uh, a Polish stoker uh, who works in the engine room of the ship, who's basically shoveling coal into the furnaces that power the ship. Uh, his name's uh, Olek, uh, played by Massage Musial. Um, no, I'm fucking butchering these pronunciations. But we got, yeah, yeah, we've got Tove and her brother Crester, their younger sister Ada, their parents Ivan and Anker, their religious Danish family traveling to New York. Uh, and everybody has their own mystery as to why they are traveling from London to New York. But one of the things, and this is the only thing I'm going to talk about in the plot, is four months prior to this ship setting sail on its voyage to New York from London, another ship that's owned by the company, the Prometheus, vanished. Nobody I was going to say, we can talk about the plot of the first episode because I don't yeah. think any of that spoiler territory. Yeah. And the Prometheus has vanished. Nobody knows what happened to it. Uh, Mora gets a letter from, she believes, her brother saying, meet me in New York. I found something out about our father, you know. Well, he's been missing for four months. She fears that he was on the Prometheus. Um, in the first episode, the Kerberos, the ship, gets a telegraph transmission and its coordinates and they go to these coordinates and they locate the lost Prometheus. And the captain makes the decision, okay, instead of journeying on to America, we're going to tow this ship back to Europe. None of the passengers want to go back to Europe for whatever the reasons. And we find out why some of these reasons are. Some of these people are on the run from whatever horrors they've encountered or... You know, they're like, we can't afford to make a second trip back. This isn't right. You know, take us where we were supposed to be. It's just fascinating the things that the things that uh, go go down. I it's yeah. I'll say this with the uh, I should probably shouldn't say it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's go ahead. Before we say any more spoilers, let's go ahead and give final thoughts and a grade so that way we can... Because I don't want to fuck up the show for anybody else. Like, it, I'll just... A+. Plus, it's a fucking A+. Plus. Uh, the show is fucking fantastic. It has a it has a great ending that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, highly recommend. If you, if you have watched Dark, you're going to like this show. Um, so, check it out. Watch, watch it. It's good. A plus. Everyone's a fucking fantastic actor. I mean, they 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 do such an excellent job with that. And God, I can't recommend it enough. Like, check out nineteen or eighteen ninety nine. Fuck it up again. Because like that. That's the other thing I really like about this show is that every episode ends in a song that yes. you wouldn't think you wouldn't think would be right for this show. 
And then they fucking prove you wrong. And then they just prove you wrong where they go, hey, do you remember this song from back in the day? Or do you, do you, have you ever listened to this song? Well, listen to the lyrics real closely in context to what happened in the episode. And you're like, you motherfuckers. It's genius. It's, it's, it's genius. It, you know, I echo your A+. This, this show is fucking marvelous. Uh, the acting is top-notch on fucking point. Um, the score. I love the use, just like in Dark, which used a lot of synthesizer and violin and things like that. The score uses those in this. Um, it's haunting. It's, it's, it's captivating. It pulls you in. It helps set the fucking tone. Uh, the cinematography is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you know, and I love, I'm a sucker for a period piece if it's done well. And this is done incredibly fucking well. Uh, just the, the whole, what the fuck is going on factor yeah. is wonderful at the end of every episode before we would start the next one misty would be shrieking on the couch what the fuck what the fuck my brain's melting what the fuck and, you know what the fuck just happened and it's just uh it's that kind of i have to know what's going on uh what's going on to the next one uh yeah yeah i mean it, we could we could talk about all sorts of things with this show, but we really, really don't want to spoil it for you because the half of the fun of this show is the what the fuck, trying to figure that out, going to the next one and going, oh my God, what what did that mean? Why did they see that? What did we just see? What was the point? Like, why is this a thing? Like, it's constant like that. So like, if you like things, like if you watched Lost back in the day, even though yeah. that did not that did not have a satisfying ending, um, I enjoyed the ending, but I know a majority of people were not happy with it. Yeah, that's I I didn't like Lost from the get. So, oh, um, uh, there's a reason behind it, but I, I don't want to fucking dive into Lost right now. Uh, no. But but if you liked Lost, it's it has that same like vibe where you're just, every episode you're just like, what the fuck did that mean? Yeah, so that's why we recommend it, but. Well, let's go ahead and get on to, because my headache's getting a little worse. Uh, let's go ahead and get on to Andor, the finale of Andor. Yes, yes. Uh, Andor, episode 12 of the first season is called Rick's Road. We see that Catsian Andor has returned to Ferrix for his adoptive mother Marva's funeral. He learns of Bix's imprisonment, Bix being his, you know, on again off again girlfriend uh which right now they're off but he still cares about her deeply and is loyal to her uh he learns about her imprisonment from brasso which is one of his best friends we see uh kept uh Deidre miro uh and the local imperial garrison preparing to use uh marva's funeral to take in to to basically capture cassian alive for question questioning regarding luthan uh while luthan is there on Ferrix planning to kill Cassian using the Imperial ambush with Vel and Senta's assistance? 
we see Mon Mothma continuing to be surveilled by the ISB, who succeed in stopping Anton Krieger's attack, but leave no prisoners, which angers Miro. Uh, we see Mon Mothma's 13-year-old daughter, Leda, being introduced to Devil Skulden's 14-year-old son, uh, is some weird uh, culture like arrangement from custom from their uh, home planet. But we see during the funeral of Marva, B2 EMO displays a recording of Marva who rallies the populace to attack the Empire, creating a riot in the main quarter. And her speech was wonderful. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just getting getting the crowd to wake up and look around them at what was going on to be sleeping no more to fight those bastards you know that was it was it was stirring it was just like yes so, but I don't, uh, I, I don't know if i told you this but um i think i might have mentioned it in a previous episode i had called that i called the empire i said they're they're not literal nazis but they're an allegory for nazis now my dad just calls them nazis that's awesome um when uh what's her name the the fucking um isb girl was like being escorted off by cyril for that one second daydre miro yeah i couldn't remember her name my dad just goes well i think that's into that nazi bitch is Mm. literally what he said so uh but during the confusion of the riot cassian actually rescues bix whilst cyril karn saves daydre miro from being attacked uh, meeting with uh, Bimo, the droid, Brasso and several others are in a shipyard. Uh, Cassian has them take Bix somewhere safe off of Ferex. Moved by the rebellion on Ferex, Luthen returns to his ship where Cassian's waiting. Knowing that Luthen was there to assassinate him, Cassian offers to Luthen to either kill him or to take him in, to which Luthen smiles, and then it rolls credits. <clears throat> in a post credit scene, we see droids assembling pieces that Cassian and his fellow uh, prisoners on Narkina 5 were assembling. They are junction parts um, that basically fit into the uh, main weapon sensor dish of the Death Star. Uh, We see it under under construction, which, you know, all of a sudden... Now Cassian has unknowingly taken part in aiding in the Death Star's construction, uh, which just adds another layer to his character for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The thing about this show that is so brilliant is that it... So something about a lot of Disney projects that I find to be fun is they always add, like, a level of comedy. Uh, Think of Mandalorian. Like, one of the more serious Star Wars shows. It still has some funny in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit, like, the fucking, uh, what's it called? Um, Tales of the Jedi, which I watched. Those six little shorts. Still Mm -hmm. have, like, some comedy. Not a ton, but a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Andor has very, very, very little comedy extreme little i think there was like a joke in episode three i don't fucking remember but that's because the tone of the show fits with that it is so 
serious that if you were to go to the extent of trying to make it funny, it would fall flat. Yeah. Um, now that's not to say that you can't do serious and funny because you could I mean, look at Ragnarok. That absolutely is a funny movie that has, uh, that has a very serious tone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, regardless of how you feel about it, not you specifically, but people, um, it 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 works in that fashion it works in that in that way so but um uh this show doesn't doesn't do that um that being said i think that this show is the best star wars thing we've had in a long fucking time this might surpass rogue one ooh wow well, the the executive producer of the series, uh, Tony Gilroy, he is also a co-writer of Rogue One and oversaw a lot of the reshoots on Rogue One. He also wrote a lot of the episodes of this, uh, of, of Andor. Um, and Toby Haynes and Benjamin Caron, or Caron, they are a majority of the, you know, they directed a majority of the episodes with the exception of like three. Um, so you keep a, this is how it's done Disney when it comes to star Wars. When you have a specific project, you keep a small team associated with the source material and don't have too many fucking hands in the cookie jar. Oh, they learned their lesson with the the, the sequel trilogy. One hundred. Yeah, they did. Um, they did. Uh, and this this shows that they did. Because I don't know if I, I don't, did. You read about the time that uh, Catherine Kennedy had a, had a meeting with Kevin Feige? No. Yeah, he basically, long and short, he told her like, "Don't separate your creative team. Um, when you do that, you lose connectivity. You lose that 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 angle." And as much as we love Last Jedi, it had a little bit of a different team. There was not as much communication between yeah. the the episode seven and eight teams. Um, like it, that's where it suffered the most. And I think they've taken that to heart with these new Star Wars projects. Like yeah. look at look at Mandalorian and uh, Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. same teams, and it had the same vibe. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Andor as as a, as a show as a, like as a whole is easily one of the more entertaining things that I've watched from Star Wars. It is way more mature than half the stuff we've gotten from Star Wars in a minute. But at the same time, like its its story is so fucking enthralling. Like having these the the fucking like top tier actors that they did for this show is also impressive. Yes, very much so. Um, every episode is intense. Every episode has a has an aura of like fuck, 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 oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, 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 and I I adore that. I think that that's uh, just I love it so much. Well, there's just an emotional resonance that fucking occurs in in the episodes, like. 
you grow attached to these characters and then you, you know, or at least invested in their stories as, as not, not so much as attached to characters, but invested in their stories and you see how their stories play out. And it's just like, Oh, Oh damn. Oh, you know, like there were some really amazing moments in this episode. It's just like, Oh, that was awesome. And then you're like, Oh, that sucked you know, for the character, you know, not right. Not like, oh, this episode sucks. Um, I, I genuinely hope that we get three full seasons of this show, twelve episodes apiece, and that the, the finale of the third season leads right the fuck into Rogue One. Yeah, it basically leads into Cassian rescuing Jen or so or some shit. Or at least uh not not so much that, but meeting with his contact on that planet before he goes to rescue Jenner, so at the very beginning of Rogue One. Yeah. Um like I just want three solid seasons of the show like a trilogy. Yeah. Well, they say it's set for three seasons and they've already been greenlit for season two and season two started filming Monday of this week. Right. So hopefully, you know, they do get season three. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking whole series. A goddamn plus. Oh, yeah. We don't even have to go through the fucking, oh, what's your thing? You're like, no, A plus. The show was from start to finish a fucking masterpiece. Um. If you have not watched Andor for whatever fucking reason, you are sorely missing out. Uh, Star like I've always had this conversation with people where Star Wars is about space wizards. It doesn't have to be. Star Wars can be whatever the fuck you want it to be because there's a whole fucking galaxy of 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 things to do. Like for anybody out there who's like, I hated the fucking casino scene. Well, guess what? It's canon, and it was mentioned in this fucking episode. Yep. That was satisfying, by the way. I was like, oh, yes. Yes. So. But, um, but yeah. You got, you got to watch Andor. You got, you got to, you got to check it out. You got to. Well, you know, I'm not one to mention other fucking uh, review sites, but one of our a reliable video game and movie and television review site and IGN, uh, they pretty much echo our sentiments. Uh, they think this is the best Star Wars project that's come out in forever, and they gave it a fucking 10, or at least the final episode of 10. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, we're not professionals. This is just our thoughts, but the consensus from a lot of review sites is this shit's good and not enough people are watching it and they need to. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent an issue that I just don't fucking understand is if you're sitting there going, Oh, star Wars needs to have more mature projects, but then don't watch this show. It's fucking unfathomable to me. Like, how do you go from give us more adult projects to, Oh, I'm not watching this one. Yeah. Like, Make it make sense. But anyway, um, yeah, watch watch Andor. Jesus Christ. Well, I think I think we're gonna gonna call it there. I'm. Yeah, we're not. 
you know, it's it's a shorter episode, more digestible because we know your stomach's going to be filled with all the wonderful holiday foods. Hopefully, you and your families and loved ones and friends have been enjoying this week. Uh, yeah, I hope everything's you know you're safe and sound and everything's good. Yeah. Uh, next week we're going to be watching two Christmas things, which is kind of funny. Um, the first one is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Special, which comes out Friday on 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 what the day this uploads. And uh, something that's currently on HBO Max right now called A Christmas Story Christmas, which is basically the actor who played Ralphie is grown up, um, which I think is brilliant. And it takes place now. Like his uh, age. Yeah, present day, I do believe. Oh, wait, no, because A Christmas Story took place in the past. So I well, think. Well, yeah, but like it's like. 30 years removed from, I guess it was the 50s and a Christmas story. So it'll probably be the 80s and a Christmas That's, story. I'm thinking, Christmas. I'm thinking it's the 80s. I'm going to actually look that up right now because uh, Christmas story came out in 83. Yeah, we got that. December 1973, 33 years after the events of a Christmas story. So 1973 is when this one takes oh, place. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, that's spoiled for me i shouldn't have read that far down all right that's cool <laughs> that's all right that's fine <sighs> anyway um yeah so we're gonna watch those two things uh thank god they're just movies goodness gracious me oh my i am excited because uh, uh the other the other thing i've been wanting to watch which is uh smile which is on paramount plus uh it came out recently here and my mom and i are gonna watch that tonight so what's smile it's a horror movie where oh, like, okay. it's like a demon haunts a woman, but like I uh, remember seeing some previews for it. Now that you mention it, yes, it looks it looks decent, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, where's my notes? Here's my notes. <laughs> Found them. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social medias. If we add anything, doubt we will. But if we add anything, that's where you're gonna find it. Is on our social medias. Um. And those are all going to be listed down below. Uh, check out our Teespring store. There's a bunch of stuff in there for you to buy. Uh, uh, you know, holidays are coming up. And, you know, if you have somebody who's need is in need of a shirt. I'll tell you what, guys. If you buy our, our shirts and then donate them, um, I don't, we should have talked about this before recording. Because I don't know what we can do for you, but I want to do something, so we'll figure that out. But, um, you know, we're, we're what, what Greg said is all queued up products make a wonderful gift for a friend, or a loved one, or family member. What I want people to do is donate, give to people who are less fortunate than you. That's what I want, ultimately. Do I want you to buy our merch? Sure. But at the end of the day, there are people that are hurting. And I was trying to figure out a way to say that in my brain went, you spoke too quick without having a conversation with Maya prior. So why don't you hold off? Oh, <laughs> I, was gotcha, to, gotcha. I was trying to figure out a way to backtrack that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So go to the Teespring store, buy some shit, whatever. You know that it all goes into the podcast. We say this every week, guys. We say this every week. Um, but no, we do appreciate it. We really do because... Because it's uh, it's currently the only way that uh, this podcast makes money. So, um, well, I wouldn't say that. Is it? Oh, 
Not that it makes money. It just it goes into the production costs. That's what I. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we've never turned to profits. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we haven't. No. Uh, I'd say if you want to watch today's live podcast, um, head on over to the YouTube channel. Still do that. Still head over to the YouTube channel, but this episode's not going to have either of us on camera because no, I feel like shit and look like shit, and I don't feel like having my camera up because my eyeballs hurt. Um, next, next week, though, I will definitely be on camera because I have a therapy session prior to recording. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I was going to suggest that we do Jackbox tonight, but I don't. I don't feel like it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. We should definitely get around to it eventually because I, I I spent the thirty dollars on the pack, and we have yet to play it. So. Um. But yeah. Uh. Go follow me on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash and then, you know, follow us on social media privately, which we'll get to here in a second. To know when we go live with any Jackbox streams. So uh, that's it for my notes. Maya, where can folks find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile that is linked to my Instagram and Twitter accounts, uh, which is your one stop shop to follow everything that I'm up to. Oh, just FYI, I'm fucking banned from Twitter. Um, apparently, <laughs> apparently, freedom of speech doesn't mean that you can say whatever you want to Elon Musk directly. He doesn't like being called a thin, thin-skinned, narcissistic scumbag. Um, but yeah, I got a seven-day ban on Twitter, and as opposed to my twenty-four-hour bans that I'm used to, uh, he gave me a seven-day ban. So that that'll be up in about forty more hours. I, I like to think that he personally gave me a seven-day ban. I like to think that he saw your tweet and went a week, week in timeout. Yeah, I. Yep. I. Yeah. I like to that, think that that's my story. Types in Elon Musk. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Elon personally said, "No, fuck, fuck her." You know, it's seven days, not twenty-four hours. Slept on her wrist seven days. Make her, make her suffer. Yeah, you know what? He probably misgendered you too. Fuck him. Probably, probably. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's everywhere I'm at, where I am. Where can people find you, Greg? Uh, you can find me on all socials um, under Chub Rock Geek. I almost forgot my own username. Jesus Christ, I am not a good head. Of, this this my brain area is just broken. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for that. Like I said, also follow on uh, Twitch, which is the same name because you know when we go when we stream there eventually. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening again next week. Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on Disney Plus and a Christmas story Christmas on HBO Max. Uh, always remember, fuck the GOP, fuck the NRA, donate and help where you can. Please do that. It's especially this time of the year, donate and help where you can. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.